Hello, Hawkeye fans. This is Jimmy Hawk, Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. And be sure to follow Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast on Twitter so you'll be notified when new episodes come out. Still going to plan on doing, you know, up to 15-minute episodes two to three times per week, depending on what's going on in Hawkeye Nation. Today, in our episode, we're just going to talk Hawkeye basketball, the game against Ohio State, number seven, Ohio State came to town on Thursday night to play the number eight Hawkeyes. A quick turnaround for the Hawkeyes after the victory Tuesday night, but the game was in Iowa City, and the Hawkeyes dropped one 89 to 85. It was an offensive display for both teams, but unfortunately, not much defense in this one. The Hawkeyes shot 44% to Ohio State's 47%. The Buckeyes made a couple more free throws and pulled this one out. Iowa was only 11 of 17 from the line, paltry 64.7%. Ohio State wasn't much better at 13 of 19, 68%, but with the shooters on the Sockeyes team, they should at least have made 13 out of 17, giving them a couple more extra points, maybe being in a better position at the end of the game. And it's kind of a trend we've been seeing lately. Even with these great Hawkeye shooters, some of them are struggling from the line and Hopefully that's going to turn around soon because they're better shooters than that. Well, Iowa struggled at the start of this game. Two of seven from the field. Joe Wieskamp hit a layup. A couple of missed threes made it just three of ten from the field to start. The Hawkeyes were falling behind. Patrick McCaffrey had a nice cut to the rim in a basket with Iowa down 20 to 15. And then Jack Nungy with a tip in and a three-pointer put the Hawkeyes up 22 to 20 for the first lead of the game. And the rest of the half was back and forth with so many lead changes Patrick McCaffrey maybe had the play of the game in the first half. He had the ball taken away on the offensive end, but defensively he stole it back and he went coast to coast for the floating two-handed flush. Really exciting play. Well, Fran only put eight guys in the rotation in the first half, and that was surprising to me with how many guys that he's been playing lately and how instrumental the bench was in getting the win versus Michigan State. Jordan Bohannon, and Wieskamp were playing well, so I get they were you know they were getting their minutes. Um, but Joe Toussaint, Patrick McCaffrey, Jack Nungy were the only reserves who played in the first half. And then the leaders uh, with 11 points at the break were Luca Bohannon and Nungy. So great production off the bench for Nungy. Second half was really entertaining. Multiple lead changes and ties again. Great shooting for both teams, but you know Iowa took an 11 point lead. 61 to 50 early on in the second half and then you know free throw two two quick three-pointers from Dwayne Washington Jr. and it's only a four-point game just like that. The statistics in this game are just incredible. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Both teams again both teams shot 14 of 32 from three-point range 44 percent. I don't that's just amazing to me and Beyond that, both teams had 20 assists and six turnovers. Both teams had four steals and 12 second-chance points. The only difference in this game is Ohio State made 31 field goals to Iowa's 30. So there's two points. They made two more free throws than Iowa at 13 to 11. And there's your four-point margin in an 89 to 85 victory for the Buckeyes. I looked at the first half stats and they weren't Quite as identical, but but pretty close. And, and Iowa had a three-point lead at halftime. Well, Luca went two of eight in the second half and didn't score in more than 14 minutes to finish the game. That's just incredible 
statistic, and I'm surprised that Iowa hung with Ohio State as much as they did without getting Luka more involved in this game. In general, Iowa just struggled at the end of the game, and we've seen this in some of the, the other games recently. Uh, Jack Nungy hit a big three with 4.18 left to get Iowa to within one point of the Buckeyes, and then only made one basket after that. So over four minutes left and only one basket to close out the game. That was a Jack Nungy layup with 37 seconds left. Well, Garza just did not see the ball near enough in the second half, and Iowa couldn't overcome that. I don't know, you know what was going on, how the offense, or why it wasn't being run through Luka. If Ohio State did something to neutralize him, but one thing is pretty apparent, you know, with C.J. Frederick being out, it's really hurting the Hawkeyes, and especially when you have Connor McCaffrey struggling from the three-point line. Teams are able to sag off Connor, and and they were doing the same with Keegan the other day, kind of sagging off him, and you know it, it makes it impossible or really hard for them to get the ball into Luca, and so Garza is not getting the ball as much down in the post, and you know with C.J. Frederick they're having to follow him around uh, and and really d him up. So I don't know. Hawkeyes need to figure this out. Maybe the answer is getting guys into the game who can drive and dish. Tony Perkins, Joe Toussaint playing more. You know, make sure that Luca is getting enough touches. Well, Iowa couldn't execute down the stretch. C.J. Frederick, you know, like I said, is it's really hurting Iowa with him him not not being able to play. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Defenses have to key on him with his fifty percent three point shooting. Uh, he can pass and cut. He scores nine points a game. And, you know, I, I really like Keegan Murray as a player, you know, but I, I really like him at this stage coming off the bench. Um, he's going to be a great starter next year, but he makes such an impact when he's coming off the bench, providing a spark, you know, when he goes into the game. And he's been struggling a bit lately, shooting from long range. He's down to 33% from three on the season, but he's still getting a lot of dunks, making hustle plays, and he's a good three-point shooter, so those numbers will come up. In the end, Garza only had 16 points on 6 of 13 shooting, and that's his lowest production of the season. Wieskamp, J-Bo, Bohannon, uh, 17 and 18 points respectively. Both were 4 of 8 from 3. Good offensive games for them. Connor McCaffrey struggled again, 1 of 5 from the field after being 1 of 7 from the field in the previous game. Keegan Murray just 2 of 8 from the floor, 5 points. And only two bench players scored, Nunji with 18 points on four of seven from three. Patrick McCaffrey, you know, had an excellent game. He was four of four from the field, eight points. And then Joe Toussaint just didn't see the field. He didn't see the, he didn't see the court enough. Um, he only played seven minutes. Ulyss and Perkins barely played in this game. Um, the stats show that they played zero minutes. Uh, they, they did play a little bit, um, just kind of defensively, but those guys really just played under 30 seconds in this game. And as I said, Joe Toussaint, seven minutes. He needs to play more than that. I think he, he needs to play at least twice that many minutes. The energy that he brings at both ends and spelling J-Bo more would have helped in this game. J-Bo played 38 minutes in this game. Um, Tony Parker, you know, played such a good game against Michigan State. And with CJ out, it seems like he should get some of those shooting guard minutes with his offensive skills that he's shown and his intensity on, on the defensive end. Well, Iowa's high-powered offense continues to impress, remains number one in offensive efficiency. 
However, the defense continues to struggle, and defensive efficiency dropped from you know, just a really bad 117th in the nation to a really, really, really bad 135th in the nation. Iowa's not going to win too many games against good teams if they try to outscore them without playing defense. Next up is a revenge game against Indiana. Iowa played very poorly against Indiana the first time around, especially in the second half. Uh, I think there was a 12-minute scoring drought, if I'm remembering that correctly, in the second half of that one. And the Hawkeyes have to travel to Bloomington and try to get back on the winning track. It'll be interesting to see how Fran rotates players in this game and if they can find a way to get a better defensive effort out of this team. Iowa-Indiana is 11 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday, so everybody tune in for that one. And real quick about the Super Bowl, we have four Hawkeyes participating. Each team has two Hawkeyes, linebackers Anthony Hitchens and Ben Neiman for the Chiefs, defensive lineman Anthony Nelson for the Buccaneers, as well as rookie sensation right tackle Tristan Wirfs, who has been so good protecting Tom Brady this season. Well, there's a lot of diehard Chiefs fans in Iowa, so let's go Chiefs and go Hawks.